This is, this is the In The Black Podcast. In The Black, bro. Hands down, one of the best podcasts I ever heard, though. I like Yo, so you know, man, this, those, these chicks, they out there, man. They out there, people ready to hold, wreck a perfectly good home, my dude. I'm trying to oh, tell bro. you. What are you talking, what are you talking about? Listen, listen. What are you talking listen, about? Listen, listen. So, you know I'm doing this whole photography thing. And I've been following, you know, I follow our boy the other day we had on the show, Brandon mm-hmm. Cole. Mm-hmm. And one of the advice that he gave us was, you know, if you're trying to get models, you know, you really have to be very active on social media, which is one. And two, you know, you have to be willing to approach these these models. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna do my thing. I'm not usually like that, but I'm gonna do it. So I started using this hashtag for local DC models. So some folks came back and replied and we've had conversations and so on. So one young lady, she- uh, There's plenty in DC. Listen, my dude. So I'm one young lady- I'm away from DC, bro. It's, it's big. I'm not all, driving All, this, I'm all driving aspiring, around, all aspiring models. Yo, yo, I know some veterans, man. <laughs> Dog, it's not. So, so check this out. So one of these chicks, man, they got back to me and you know, it's been like, a, it was almost two months trying yeah. to work with her to try and pin down a photo shoot date and everything like that. Yeah. And I told her what my rates were and everything, you know, so I can help her build a portfolio and so on. So she was like, okay, she was cool with it. Then, like the day, mind you, all of this has been through IG, yeah, through IG, and you know, we just have a general conversation back and forth. So what ultimately ended up happening was one day I said, okay, when the date was about to come for us to do this photo shoot, yeah. and then maybe like a couple of days beforehand, she's like, oh, you know, um, uh, I don't have any any money for the shoot and blah 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 blah. I was like, oh. Okay, um, we can postpone it and wait until you, you're able to get something. She said, no, is there any other way that I can pay you? And I was like, uh, I don't really want to open a relationship like that. I mean, this is the first time we're working with each other. I don't know what to expect, you know, so on and so forth. And she was like, she just put it out there. So she said, uh, can you can you give me a call? Mind you, all of our conversations, all of our interactions oh, has been Lord, in text bro. message. You see where no I'm going way. with this, right? No way. You see where I'm going with this, right? No so I called her and I was way. like, so I'm like, yo, so what's going on? And she gives me the sob story about how she don't have no money and blah, 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 blah. And then she asked me, you know, so is there any other way that I can make payment for you? And I was like, you know, we've had this conversation already. No, nah, I mean, I don't want to go down that road. It's going to be, you know, it's a very dicey situation. She's like, you know, what if I gave you something? Excuse me? What if I let you get a taste? Would that what? be sufficient? All you gotta do is just take these pictures. I said, What? Have a good evening. <laughs> delete, 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 delete. What? The worst part about this whole situation outside of that foolishness, man, is that when you get into this photography game, all the stories you ever hear are about 
weird ass dudes with cameras being perverts to the models. You never hear the opposite side of this shit. So if this show hit me, I said, nope. <laughs> you not gonna, you not gonna, dog. When, I, when she said that shit, I started having heart palpitations. <laughs> damn. Because oh, you, you, you know, because you know, because you know, because you know, your wife can sense that shit happen. Dog, she can sense it. Dog, right here. Did you tell your wife a story? I listen. I've been oh. She knows. She knew what happened. Listen, she knew listen, what happened. Listen. She knew what. She knew what time it was. Well, I won't tell. I didn't go into specifics with her. Oh, I literally good. just said that you know that the woman. She said, "So what happened with such and such?" And I was like, "Well." Wow. Yeah, that's wow. not gonna work out. It just wasn't a professional relationship. Wow. On top of that, what made it extra worse is that wow. before we had all of this going on, one of the first things she told me was like, you know, she tries to stay away from GWCs, which is guys with cameras and whatnot. Yes. GWCs and how some guys are unprofessional and blah, 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 blah. And I'm thinking to myself after that, I was like, what the fuck is happening here? Yeah, what type of unprofessional you be dealing that's with? What I'm like, what's I mean, what circle I mean, are you running in? That's how, that sounds like her normal MO. Dude, after the whole conversation, man, that's the that's the next thing that popped into my head. I said she must she must have been able to get away with this. Otherwise, she wouldn't have just been so free to be able to just exactly. throw it out there on the table like that. It, 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 it worked before. Dog, I dodged a bullet. I wasn't playing them games, boy. None no, of that no. nonsense. Well, it's you not know what? Honestly, man, a round of applause to you, brother. Yeah, it's not you, know, you know what? I think today we need to mark today on the calendar. You don't never give me credit for shit. I listen. I sure don't. <laughs> <laughs> and then you tell somebody I'm going to mark today. <laughs> nah, Negro, we got you recorded. We're, we're, we're starting the applause. year off on a righteous note. Damn. That yes, indeed, good, man. Black men don't cheat all day. Oh, uh, yeah, that's a lie, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Yes. Ooh, welcome, welcome, welcome. What's up? What's up? What is up? Back once again. It is the Incredible in the Black podcast. And in case you weren't aware, this is a podcast dedicated to covering the current events and social issues going on in your black world and covering it all from the perspective of three grown ass men who possibly all have broken their New Year's resolutions already. Yeah. Nope. I think so. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> That's because L said he don't make none, so whatever. There you go. <laughs> I am your host, Big O. Shut up. I am your host, Big O, Mr. In the Black himself. But you know I can't do this by myself. Let me introduce the rest of the Wu Tang clan. Crush, say what's up. What's good, everybody? El Boogie, say what's up, man. What's good, family? Yes, indeed, man. Happy New Year to both of you guys. First episode of the new year. So uh, you guys do anything interesting during the holiday or whatever? Or just drank and slept? Uh, um, well, I, uh... uh <laughs> I'm gonna take that as a no, because both... <laughs> I mean, I, I, was, I was in the hospital. Oh, yeah, my man. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm so, still here. So how you recovering, know. my guy? Oh, no, no, that's that's way in the past. I, I got... I got I got laid out by a virus. I thought yeah, I had. I yeah, thought yeah, I know you was done. Yeah, damn. No, I'm glad you're back on you. You know, you're back on your feet and ready, man. Thank you. Yeah, no doubt. Now, before we get into the meat and potatoes of the show, L, please Uh-oh. tell these good folks where they can find us and all that other good. Man, shout out to our first time and last time listeners. I appreciate you guys for tuning in. Wait, our names are Solomon and Envy. <laughs> Bro, listen, I ain't giving nobody no That shit is over. That shit is over. Man. 
That shit is over. <laughs> but thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the In the Black Podcast, man. Please check us out on all of our social media platforms, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. You can find us everywhere in the Black Podcast. PDCST. You can find us. And if you really want to be down with the family, check out our website, www. I ain't got to say that no more. In the Black Podcast.com. <laughs> And you can find all of our old shirts, and you can find some flaming hot, like the young people say, lit merchandise. <laughs> T-shirts, hoodies, mugs, a little bit for everybody, man. So check us out. Again, we appreciate you guys for tuning in. No doubt, no doubt. Now we're going to jump into the first black box letter of the new year. And oh, this week's Lord. black box letter comes from Felice. Felice says, hi, Felice guys. No, Felice is a, well, Felice means happy in Spanish, but it's a woman that wrote it. Okay. Felice says, hi, guys. Happy New Year. You sure it's Felice and not Felicia? It's (laughs) F-E-L-I-Z. What's the problem? (laughs) God damn. I'm just making sure you can read, brother. That's all. Not culture. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, guys. Happy New Year. I hope this email reaches you well, comma, and in time, period. Uh With the news of Meghan Markle and Prince Harry attempting to split or leave the royal family, it got me to thinking: What side are you expected to choose when it comes to when it comes to their when there is a dispute between the family if you choose, i.e., your wife, family, and the family that you were born into? So she says between the family you chose and the family you were born into, whose side should you pick? I'm currently in a similar situation with my husband's family.
certain ways, certain ways. So, I mean, you know, and I've already, I'm not gonna lie, I've, you know, I've defended my wife to, uh, to different members of my family, you know, already for the past 11 years. So, um, you know, it's about moving forward. So, um, I'm always gonna take, you know, when I chose to share life with the first to you, Felice, honestly, you need to have some hard conversations with your husband, uh, which you probably have, and express your feelings about how you're feeling about his mother and all those things. It can be a very difficult conversation to yeah, have. He cannot be in a position where he is quiet because in his quietness, he is being complacent in the whole situation. He is choosing a side in his quietness, regardless of whether or not he's actually speaking. He has to say something. Yeah. Even if he says to the mom, fall back to the wife, you fall back and they get together. There has to be some sort of dialogue to take place. And honestly, I, I've never experienced a situation. I've never been in a situation where I've had beef with, you know, the mother-in-law or, you know what I mean? None of that type of stuff. It's I've never seen that. And my family has always been welcoming to whoever I was. Well, I won't say that. There were some chicks that they did hate. <laughs> but that's why they wasn't I'm around about to say, man, there's no way. There's no way everybody fucks with you There's just no way. Right. Somebody I don't like the way she looks. Don't like the way she dresses. My sisters is listening. They running down the list right now. I know we hear her ass. We want to set her ass on fire. Oh, those silly women! Oh, those silly women, boy. Oh, it's ready with a lighter gas. But yeah, just just for this, honestly, man, have a conversation with them about the situation. Because I really think that this is something that if you, once you're married to someone, that takes a certain level of presence over your yeah. parents. It doesn't remove your parents from, you know, positions in your life, but this is the woman that you're, you know, you're with, that you, the man that you're with, that you want to procreate with possibly, that your money is tied into, your life is tied into. 
It's just I mean, a, a conversation that you just have to have. I, I hate to see that you're in this situation, but I ain't going through that shit. Yeah, no doubt. It's it's an awkward thing. I, I'm Once again, I'm blessed that I'm yoked to the right person, man, because I've never experienced this, nor do I think I would ever be in this position at all. But my wife and I, we've had this conversation though. And I told her, I said, to be very honest with you, in the moment, if you guys are having your conversation, you and my mom having a dispute about something, I am never going to call you out in front of my mom, nor would I call my mom out in front of you. We're going to go home. We're going to go home. We're going to have these conversations with ourselves. Me and you, we're going to talk it out. And then I'll later on address my mother. But ultimately, I'm going to decide who's right. But I will never make either one of you feel inferior or whatever the case is. You'll de-escalate the situation. You got to. Yeah. You have yeah. to. I mean, that's, yeah. that, that's really the only way. That's the, really the only way to, uh, to, to really address it. You know? Yeah, any, yeah. Any, any disputes like that have to be dealt with on separate camps and yeah. to get an understanding yeah. of what was really going on there. Yeah. For I, least, honestly, though, you... Since you married, uh, you went into this joint knowing that you married a mama's boy. So my sympathy level is not that high for you because you knew what you were getting into in the beginning. But you know what they say though. They what do they say? They I'm say not, that, I'm not no, a no. For boy. All jokes aside, I've heard sure. it. I don't. I don't know how truthful it Are is. Are you a but, mama's boy? Because you, you got that mama's boy. You know what's what's my my mom would probably tell you that, and my others might tell you that. Too. But, Where's but my wife, anyway? my wife would never say that though. She knows better than that. But anyway, oh, so, she knows better. <laughs> Anyway, so like, <laughs> so like I was saying, so they typically say that if you marry a mama's boy, they typically treat their women very, very well because they, really? they yeah, because they ultimately see their mothers in their woman. You know what I mean? Mm. So they they elevate That's their like women it. and they treat them very well. But then you have to still, like you said, you still have to recognize that there is this dynamic. There's there's this relationship at play. How do you? supersede a relationship that starts from birth you get what i'm saying i I, I think some i think some women might hope that at one point the mama's boy is gonna reassert themselves as men and and redirect yeah yeah yeah, yeah. or transfer their 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 (laughs) maternal love to them felice uh phil just said that your husband's not a man so you need to leave Uh, well if he hasn't hasn't asserted himself you know what I'm saying to, 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 to yeah. his mother, and by now, then no, he's that, a bitch. Well, I mean, yes, he's a, I'm, I'm, I'm for all of for all of our listeners, Phil will be providing his yes. email address that at the end so of this funny. conversation. But the question, but this is this is the real this is the real deal. Sometimes I think Here I'm not going to. I don't want to exclude. I don't want to exclude Elton, but I think. <laughs> <laughs> this mother, this mother. Be, I keep telling you, be your own people, boy. Be your own people. There is always this cultural dynamic that looms in the background that sometimes can be very, very. Uh, it can be a ton of bricks on your back. Someone, like I said, is someone from Nigeria, right? I'm, I'm. I look at it, and you treat your elders with such reverence, like sure, fair reverence talk less of your parents so to have this conflict to have this conversation we don't know what his background is but i can understand why he might be apprehensive in some instances especially if you add that dynamic of having a a, an ethnic cultural background 
that's, that's just my perspective. And I'm gonna say that that has to be a component because I'm coming from a black perspective, a black America perspective, where I haven't witnessed too many black moms intercede and cause problems in their marriages, their sons' marriages. Usually it's the exact opposite. They want to be helpful. They want to be endearing to the wife because they want to make sure that son's marriage is successful based off of what is taking place in the community. So they tend to be of some assistance. Now, they can be a little overbearing, a little over the top. Why don't you cook with this seasoning? Why don't you do this? Why don't you raise the kids that way? But I think those things in general are I'm not somebody who's experienced it, so I would say it's minor. You think it's more general? I think it's more general. Yeah, like, yeah, he likes it this way. But again, I'm speaking from a person who has never had to deal with that type of behavior. I get you. Also from a man's perspective, you know, I mean, I think think women might tell tell us a different story about the first time they met your mom. You might have seen one thing and they see something, something completely different. different. And you're like, what did that happen? When, when did yeah, she yeah. smack you? I wasn't there. Curse you out? When? That's true. You know what I'm saying? You're like, what? Yeah. I can see it. I can see it. So what do you think is, uh, we'll, we'll wrap it on, on this. What do you think is going to end up happening with Meghan Markle and Prince Harry, though? Them, them leaving. I mean, I mean that's a lot of money that they're leaving. Behind. They're trying to leave. Wait, 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 wait. What, what are they going to do to stop them? They're going to physically stop them. They're going to physically stop them from leaving. I don't know. That would be hilarious. I don't know how the process is going to work because you know that they typically do exile people from their family, right? This dude that was, uh, I guess, friends yeah, with uh, yeah. Epstein. They you should. They recently just kicked his ass out, so yeah. he gets no, no lands, no more titles, no, no oh nothing. Else. So. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> it's, 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 oh interesting my God. The, it's interesting that the first black uh, member of the royal family, on, quote unquote. I'm I'm not saying because uh, I'm not saying it's. I'm, listen, I'm not saying it's her fault, but you know the rumors behind it have been that all of this stuff that's been bubbling up in the in the background has been racial stuff, which sure. is why she's felt very she uncomfortable. She has been un- mistreated severely yes, over yes, there. Yes, 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 yes. But I, there, the reason why I say the first black and why I bring that up is that there have been other women in her position that have felt similar, not the same, similar pressure and it never dawned on she's like man fuck that i'm not dealing with it we gotta we gotta separate ourselves from these motherfuckers and do something else man but uh anyway at least yeah, she's, she's biracial though isn't she yeah, yeah she is biracial so yeah, her mom is black okay I, i'll i'll, I'll stop and Jamaica, and Jamaica. yeah is that right yeah. her mom is jamaican Wow. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I didn't know that. It's Idaho, so it doesn't make a difference. You know what? Shut up. <laughs> Felice, thank you, man. We appreciate you writing your letter. If you want to get your emails and comments shared on the show, you can message us on our Facebook page, or you can send us an email to in the black podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, no doubt. All right, which one of you guys wants to go first? Let's Phil go ahead and talk about the motherland. No okay. doubt. No doubt. Well, um, I'm sure, you know, everybody would have who's black with a Facebook account may have seen one of the articles. <laughs> Phil, first you called this dude a bitch, now you're trying to minimize everybody. Uh, <laughs> hey, man, it's true. Go you ahead, ain't Phil. no good, Phil. You boy. may have I'm seen uh, some posts about people, about other black people's envy of other black people uh, enjoying Christmas and New Year's in Ghana. And um, 
and, and, and the phrase, the year of return and the door of return started bubbling up. Yeah. And, um, you know, this is something that I remember hearing about roughly two, three years ago. No, nah, I mean, yeah, you heard it last year, beginning of last you know, year. Something like that. And um, all of a sudden, you know, there's this explosion of Black Americans visiting um, uh, Ghana and other parts of the country um, as part of the, uh, uh, or in response to the Ghana, Ghana Tourism Authority's uh, pro, uh, program called Year of Return, uh, where they actually projected about 500,000 diasporans will be visiting the country over the course of the year. Um, this has been even spread to certain celebrities who have become enamored with the country, uh, like Cardi B of all people. And um, <laughs> and, uh, and and there are I mean there are there, and there have there are there are uh, news stories um, uh, various news stories of uh, whole families moving and and not regretting it and other stories of people staying there for four five six years um, because the thing is the year of return was a tourism program doesn't increase traffic but the certain. Uh, certain numbers of, of uh, Black Americans took it one step further and didn't come back. Oof, that's so. Um, so I mean, what what do you guys think? I think that it was. I, to be very honest with you, I think it was. And all. And, and they're loving it apparently. Dude, it's it's okay. Um, the reason why I was nitpicking with you is because you know the year of return started in 2019. Right. Um, the president of Ghana, uh, Nana Akofo Addo, declared that formally launched the year of return to Ghana in 2019 for Africans in the diaspora. So it didn't matter if you were where you're from. So long as you're black, you are welcome, right? Right. And impetus essentially was pretty simple, just that you as black people just to come back and understand and know your roots. Let's stop hating, man. I had the the opportunity, though, in the end of uh, December of 2018 to go to Ghana. And I was there during the the holiday season. And I will say that it was it was a remarkable trip. It was a remarkable trip. And this this presence of black Africans, I, I'll say this, this presence of black African-Americans coming to Ghana has been happening way before the year of return. There's an actual, uh, I don't want to call it a city. I guess you can call it a city or a township. That's nothing but... Expatriates, expats, or whatever they call them, that have left the America, started businesses, and doing their own thing in in Ghana. And it's close to there's some a place called the Cape Coast, which is where the slave castles are. And anyone that you talk to that used to live here that's gone there, I guess obviously though in some capacity, but they endear it, they love it, they they love everything about it. Yeah, I, it I was one of the about, most good things. It's one of the most interesting and I think compelling trips that I've made in a long time, even as someone who's African that's been to Africa many times before going to Ghana. Uh, I think the biggest or the best part of it was that <clears throat> Ghana made this part of their made this part of their agenda, which I think means a lot more than some countries that just happen to make that aren't really intentionally making tourism or especially black tourism part of their agenda. I see my man Elgin's cutting eyes and making all sorts of noises and stuff. What is your gripe this time? Man, black people getting like, together pisses you no, off that much. Yeah, 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 I can't stand when it's five of us in a row. I can't see nothing. I can't see nothing. What's got you salty, my guy? I'm not salty, man, but I don't think it's 
I think it's one thing to be applauded, but I also think it's part of this woke capitalism thing that we have going on. This, Interesting. This, this narrative of we all want to be a part of something black. Most of the people that I witnessed who were going to Ghana mm-hmm. were of some level of affluence. I didn't see a I whole see lot of everyday Joe Smo working class black folks going to Ghana to participate. But why is that a bad this, thing, though? It's, it's, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but I think those people who are going, who are in that area of affluence and wealth, only make up probably one or two percent of Black Americans. So how are we able to make that as if it's a shift in culture when it's only a few of us who got dough who was able to actually do this? And again, it may seem like I'm being better and just looking for some type of way. Yeah, it sounds like your sodium this. levels are real no, high right now. No, actually, man, that's part of my New Year's resolution. <laughs> you know, down, brother. No, I you already know that. <laughs> no, you're, you're making you're making an excellent point. Yeah. You know, the, and I don't I don't I, think it is 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 I I love the fact that people want to celebrate blackness, but I also think that there is part of this culture that we're in now, where when someone does something that's quote unquote black and has a little bit of black, it's this thing that everybody just hops on and gets involved with. Not necessarily a bad thing, but you had a bunch of rich black folks going together to celebrate. This wasn't everyday Joe Smo people because they can't afford to do so, this. So, so do you, do you think there was a uh, a uh, somewhat profiteering sure. angle to this? Ghana is turning into a, the new. It's a new tourist site for rich black people. Well, let's. But do you think? Do you think? But but do you think they expected anyone to stay? I don't, they, I don't think they expect them to be citizens, but I wonder how many actually. Well, they're giving free, they're, don't forget, he's they, they're citizens. giving citizenship too. Sure. Now, how many how many of us were actually given citizenship? And when I say us, working class black folk who got citizenship. But and you ju- but you just number. made the, the 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 big point there. You just said people of means, but sure. that doesn't mean that people that don't have the means can't have a have that as a goal to oh, achieve no. to go back and visit. Having a goal to visit. So why are you so sour? Let, let your man's down the street save up some money and go to Ghana. Like, what's the big deal? I want my man's to save up some money to make sure that he actually has his other things taken care of here in America before he carries his ass over to Ghana. My God, man, you you got to live your life, man. And, and it's not all the same. And got to maybe stay. Thank you. Well, Come on, I can understand. Sean. I can understand yeah. the methodology behind it. I mean, Ghana ultimately anywhere sure. made anywhere between two and two point five billion dollars this past year, based but, um, on this return to return to Ghana. Our um, Nigeria movie. got a little bit, got a little salty though. Well, n- not necessarily. There's, there's, there oh, are. You want to defend um, Nigeria? Come on. No, 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 no bullshit. Because they have a program <laughs> called Door Return. <laughs> yeah, come no, on. Well, I, I'm, I'm putting it this way. I think that there is enough there's enough issues going on in Nigeria right now that they can recognize that Ghana is doing something that's, sure. I don't want to say miraculous, but they're doing something very solid, right? Okay. And they I, have to put some, it into their... The spiciness on Twitter. Well, well, spice. You know how Nigerians are, bro. <laughs> 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 God damn! <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, dog, to be your own people, I mean, to be fair... To be fair, I mean, the Nigerian officials said that, you know, we're not trying to be antagonistic about it, but we've had the door return since. Mm -hmm. Well, they didn't, they haven't done a good job of it, so I'll just. (laughs) (laughs) They've actually, Ghana has taken a big step on making 
there be events and things of that nature that want to yeah. draw people into coming. Like when we were last year, yeah, and the citizenship angle and was ingenious. It's like, no, we don't care where you are. You want to, you want to be part of us? Then be part of us. We, we're not going to be exclusionary anymore. And I know that. Ellen and I, we have these conversations all the time about what um, Pan-Africanism looks like now and what we want it to look like and so forth. But I think that this is a great effort for us a great step. Absolutely. to bridge that divide between sure. Africans uh, and African-Americans. Yes. And hopefully it's something that can spill over into the United States. Because right. when, when you go to Ghana, when you go to Nigeria, we welcome, I'm not even, I can't even put it into words how we welcome black americans really into the country i'm dude i'm trying to tell you it's not even a joke that, which blows my mind because when you see some of the discrepancy yeah, and the beef that happens yeah, here it's like yeah. i thought about it's like okay are we being influenced by white people solely or is it just the culture right. of, I, don't, I don't know what it is but when, you come, when you come into the country it's number love it's all love it's all love my god now, the fact now, that you want to come to this place you now, traveled how many thousands of miles to come to this place it means a lot now, which part of the country oh, should be next to, 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 to open their arms? I don't know what country should be next. I, I would no, say... I mean, I, mean, in, I mean, in Africa. I mean, what other part? Yeah, yeah, Africa yeah. I don't know what country should be next, honestly, to be honest with you. But because um, Sierra Leone, I would say stay on the West Coast. But Sierra Leone has its own issues that they're still trying to work out. I will that say... That would be interesting, though. I will say definitively with all my heart that any place that has white people there, you should not go. So South Africa, do not put that on your list. Zimbabwe, do not put that on your list. And wow. I don't say that to be Damn. disparaging to those countries. Yeah. I say that because there is a dynamic there that you are not going to see when you go to a country that's all black. My son, when we went to Ghana, because it was our first international trip, when we went to Ghana, I asked him the same way my dad asked me after how many years when we finally went back home. It's like, what does it feel like to see nothing but black people? He said, Daddy, I love it. That would be amazing, bro. It's it's. it's like I said, it's it's an element there, and I hope that this is, like you said, the first step into developing and building a better relationship between Black Americans Definitely. and uh, the Ados group awesome. or the Black African. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I think yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's yeah. a great, great, yeah. great step. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to talk about why we believe that the Rooney Rule is on that bush. So just stick around, and we'll be right back. So we're not telling people how they should love or who they should love. Michelle and Barack, J&B, even Donald and Milani. We find the stories and unpack the conditions that keep couples together. And those conditions are what shapes and what colors. The look of love. I'm the husband. And I'm the wife. Check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and now Anchor. Yeah, join in on the love fest. Mwah. Thanks for sticking around. Welcome back. In the previous segment, we oh, talked about man. whose side should you choose, your mama or your wife's, if they're beefing. And your mama. <laughs> don't get nobody shot. <laughs> and we asked and what I it was like. And it, you know what, Bill. Come on, man. Let me finish the intro. And we talked about the year of return and how Ghana has made the return of black, the black diaspora back to Africa part of their tourism agenda. Now, what we're going to talk about right now is the recent hirings or lack of hirings in the NFL and what that really means or how it affects the Rooney Rule. So I'm gonna let my man take it over. Go ahead, man. So the NFL had uh, 
of the four head coaches, the five head coaching positions that they had open. Uh, so far, they have filled all of them except one. Uh, and each of them has been a non-black person, uh, which now brings a number of black coaches in the NFL to three. Uh, out of 32 teams. Now, the NFL has this rule in place for people who are not aware. It's called the Rooney Rule. And what the Rooney Rule is based off of Dan Rooney, former owner of the Pittsburgh Steelers. He came up with this rule that said every NFL team must have a minority interview for a position of leadership, whether it be a head coach, uh, offense coordinator, defensive coordinator, someone of some uh, substance. So every time there's a head coaching opening, that team must bring in one minority candidate for an interview. Now, here's a fascinating fact tidbit about this. The Rooney Rule did not come out because Mr. Rooney decided that he wanted to see more Negroes in leadership in the NFL. Actually, Johnny Cochran, the late, great Johnny Cochran, was in the process of bringing a case against the NFL for their lack of black coaches in the NFL, which is a fascinating thing, which forced them to come up with the Rooney Rule. I would love to know what Johnny Cochran had on the NFL to force them to come up with the Rooney Rule. His files must be going. His files must be golden. Golden. To bring it back, man, uh, there's a every year when there is a head coaching opening with the Cleveland Browns. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Cold blooded, boy. There is this conversation of a lack of representation from black coaches. Now, this year we had one cat, Joe Judge, who got hired as the coach of the New York Giants. Joe Judge was the wide receivers coach, okay? The wide receivers coach. He has no head coaching experience, no coordinating experience whatsoever. So you get passed over. You guys, guys like uh, Deuce Staley, who's been a longtime offensive coordinator of the Philadelphia Eagles. You have Eric Bieniemy, who has done a fantastic job with the Kansas City Chiefs and the development of Patrick Mahomes and their offense, who has been passed over again. I can go Byron Leftwich, the offensive coordinator of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, mm-hmm. who has not, they're getting passed over. There is a major issue here, and I do not see a solution to this problem. I don't think there's any way you can force these owners to hire black coaches. Nah, there's no way you're going to do it. And I, that's one of the reasons why I think that the Rooney Rule is just utter bullshit, to be very yes. honest with you. There's, I don't know if you guys remember, but a few, it's been, I mean, I think it's pretty relevant at this point. Uh, Jay Gruden, who was hired yes. a couple of, several years back for the Washington Redskins head yes. coaching job. Uh, literally, the news was he sat down with Daniel Snyder for 10 minutes. 10 minutes, bro. 10 minutes. Yep. 10 minutes, he sat down with him for 10 minutes. They went through the motions, brought a couple of black faces inside and immediately hired Jay Gruden. I don't know what the hell Jay Gruden could have told you in 10 minutes 
that would have made you forego not just literally they brought in like two black faces and then cut all the rest of their yep. their hires like they had scheduled other other um interviews sure. they cut all of them off sure. and they hired this dude this dude ultimately finished with a record far below 500 for the for washington marvin lewis was sitting out there he actually redeemed the name of the cincinnati Bengals as a football team yeah nobody Great hired coach. him after he got fired he got interviewed for the Cowboys position. He got caught. Well, he got interviewed. That, mm. That's all. I, I won't say that they were looking for him, but he was called in for an interview as the Cowboys minority candidate. I wonder how long that lasts because now he's currently the advisor at Arizona State now because no one in the professional field is picking him up after doing what he's done. Look at Jim Caldwell. Bruh. Jim Caldwell did a fantastic job when he was in Indianapolis. He restored Peyton Manning's career because in right. that fourth year of the league, yep. Peyton Manning was dipping down, struggling. Yep. He yep. came in, revived Peyton's. Took him to the Super Bowl. Next thing Went you know, to he Detroit. Just fired. Yep. yep. Fired him Consistent. after that. In, in Detroit, when he was there, he did, I think he did a, he had a pretty good season the first season. Yep. And then after that, Two seasons after, I think it went pretty. Uh, it didn't go too yeah, well. Yeah, but there like were a lot of reasons for that. Sure, injuries, they, all those things. And they kicked him off. They kicked him out quickly. But then they brought in after him Jim Swartz, who's the defensive coordinator here in Philly, mm. who was the court, uh, the the head coach in Detroit. He ended up with a worse record than Jim Caldwell, but Jim Swartz's name is being floated around as a possible head coaching candidate for the Cleveland Browns. But you don't hear Jim Caldwell's name. You don't hear none of these other cats. If you are a black head coach and you get fired, you get no second chances, bro. The only the only coach, black head coach that I can think of that has gotten a second chance is um, uh, Hugh, uh, Hugh Jackson. Hugh Jackson. Yeah, but that's mm -hmm. the only one out of how many coaches that you can possibly mention, that I can mention. I could mm -hmm. be wrong, and for those folks that are listening that nope. may know differently, I mean, I'm always open our, to it. Our, but our show was the only that, one. That's that's pretty much it. That's, that's pretty it. much it. You look at somebody like Matt LaFleur, who just got picked up, uh, who's the head coach now. He had the 27th ranked uh, offense in the league, and they said, okay, you were, you were that terrible. We think you should be our head coach. The Arizona uh, Cardinals coach, K Kingsbury, yeah. who was a, a losing college coach, bro. Losing, he had a losing record as a college coach. Not only was he able to get a job, he got a great guaranteed contract. Yeah, that money is serious. And the dude that just got, just came in, uh, rule for the Panthers. This dude got a six-year, $70 million guaranteed contract, family. Okay, so let me ask this question generally to the both of you. What do you think the fear is in the NFL from putting together a, for lack of a better description, an affirmative action type of why, plan? Why do you think it's, why do you think it's, why do you think it's fear, though? Why is fear the reason why you think they're not doing it? Power. The reason why I think it's fear is because it it seems as though there is this um, 
Maybe fear is not the right I word, mean, and I appreciate that. Maybe fear is mm-hmm. not the right word, but it seems like there's this gut reaction to putting black men in positions of power in the NFL. Of authority, yeah. We would True. rather have you play these games. We'd rather not have you Look, lead the league, which is seventy percent African American. Yeah, you, you already have the, you, you already have the field. Why take the office? No, it, it's a it's a it's a power struggle. Yeah. Why, why, if I am an NFL head owner, why do I need to put a black head coach in? What valid reason can you give me to put a black head coach in? You can't give me anyone. My, my, my bottom line is going to stay the same way. I, I'm still going to make my money for myself. Even if I have a losing team, I'm still going to rake in the dough because of the way the NFL system works. I'm still going to get paid. I have nothing to benefit from bringing a black head coach in. That's because true. the black head coaches need me. I don't need black yeah. coaches. Not I can mention it black... destroys that whole pr- the premise of nepotism and all that. The NFL exactly. is huge. Yeah, revolves around nepotism and that old boys club, man. You know what's funny, man? People are afraid of people are afraid of affirmative action in this country, but they haven't been across they haven't been across the pond before. You go to South Africa, there is real affirmative action in South Africa. You are yeah. forced to hire black people. You do not have a choice. Yeah. To the extent that these, they call them boars, is a derogatory term, but sure. typically these sure. white, anyway. These boars, people will stay home and collect off of the government dole because they do not want to be lectured or led by black people. White people yeah. just staying at home, living in shacks and whatnot, because they don't sure. want to. they don't want to be led by black people. So I'm saying it could be a lot worse, but I mean, I don't know, man. It really just, it really chaps my ass. Like I said, you look at Jim Caldwell. Come on, he took the team to a Super Bowl. Like you said, revitalized Peyton Manning's uh, career. How could you not at least get, bring this dude in for a walkthrough? Is, 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 is all of this enough for a pattern of behavior that could be litigious? Sure. I think it would be difficult to prove. Can, 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 someone, can, can someone pick up where um, Mr. Cochran left off? <laughs> right. Let's get the, I, I let's, let's get those papers. I think it would be a great move, but I think it's difficult to prove underneath the the guise of the Rooney Rule. If these teams are actually complying with the Rooney and Rule Rooney, yeah. and bringing the people in, it's hard to prove that they're just consciously making a decision to not hire black yeah. head coaches. That's difficult to prove. I don't yeah. think there's a, a way to prove that, and I also don't want to put the pressure on the because people are talking about that the players should speak up and say something like you can't have the, as a player as a black player you want me to step up to the owner of my team who signs my checks and tell him he needs to hire more people you want me to put everything that i have in jeopardy is this a hard thing to ask someone it who's it's, it's difficult man it is, I, it is but i mean in any negotiation or in any movement there is a level of sacrifice so we got to determine i'm not saying that you're right or wrong i'm just saying that what we have to determine or the players or whomever i tell you who has the power has to determine to what the sacrifice is going to be the nfl players association hmm hmm Mm. The NFL Players Association, when they get have because collective bargaining is coming up, right. they're already talking about a potential work stoppage. That can be excuse me. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. It's not matter of uh, fact. It's at the end of this coming season that it ends, and they're already telling the NFL Players Association already telling the players 
stack your paper because mm. a work stoppage is it's possible. Wow. Well, that can wow. be something they bring to the table and say, hey, how can we ratify the Rooney rule to make sure, but then it's not all black people on the Players Association. That's got, true. That's true. But right. and, at the, and at the same time, the NFL Ooh. Players Association has always been known as the softest association yes. out of all the, so I'm not, uh, yeah. I, and I want to make sure that our listeners are very clear. We're not saying that because the population of the United States has what, thir- between 13, 17% black people, that there should be at least 10 uh, head, black head coaches in the NFL to, for accurate or uh, or leveled representation. What we're saying is that sports has always been paradigm of uh, of a, a meritocracy. A meritocracy. That you, you, what you perform and put out is ultimately what's going to garner your reward. Yes. So you have men. I'm not saying that they, like the for Dallas, for example, that they shouldn't have hired old boy for Dallas because his pedigree, his, his, his record shows that he's qualified. But there are so many other people, black uh, head coaches that are qualified as well. You're not going to tell me that Jim Caldwell, who's taken him, and I, I'm using because I think he's the most glaring, that Jim Caldwell, who's taken his team to the Super Bowl, who revitalized the Detroit Lions, is not worth more of a look than uh, this dude, Joe Judge. Come but on, when, my guy. But when Patrick Mahomes. That's not a meritocracy. When Patrick, yeah, exactly. Patrick Mahomes came into the league, he got drafted from Texas Tech. When he was at Texas Tech, Patrick Mahomes was looked at as a reckless quarterback who would take too many risks and didn't have the accuracy needed to be a successful NFL quarterback. That was the knock on him. But when he came into the league and he got that opportunity to play underneath the guise of Eric Enemy, this dude became an MVP the Caliber next season. Yep. Now he is in the upper echelon of NFL quarterbacks based off of what Eric the enemy has done with him in Kansas City. That should be enough there to garner, especially Cleveland Browns? Bruh. Yeah, yeah. You know what I also noticed, man? You can correct me if I'm wrong, man, but even in the 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 presentation of white head coaches, they always put this mythos around them, this stern, grander than thou type of thing. But even with, with black coaches, they don't do that. No. To, look at Tony Dungy, one of the best coaches in NFL history. Best people in NFL history. One of the best, thank you, one of the best people in NFL sure. history. They really didn't give you that much to, they didn't build a, a, a mythos around him. Not even until after his son committed suicide did they start talking about his humanitarian efforts, which kind of blows my mind. But you got to hear stories about Bill Belichick all the time. What's old boy that used to coach the Jets and the Patriots? Um, Parcells. Parcells. You hear stories about Parcells. You hear True. stories about all the Lombardi hero. Come on. I mean, Bro, I, look I at Mike Tomlin in Pittsburgh. You don't hear nothing about Mike Tomlin. Man, and when, he's, Mike, when they go on a losing streak of two games, they were they ready to throw him to the Wolves. To the Wolves, bro. Yep. But he was a game away from the playoffs this year with trash. Yes, yes, yes. I don't know what it. I mean, I guess it's a, it's an ultimately a reflection of our society, man. That we're not given the opportunity, not only the opportunities to make mistakes, but the opportunities to make the mistakes and then to learn from them, come back and redeem ourselves. I think it's pitiful, man. But like but you a said, lot there's of our no places are like this, man. Yeah, a lot of our jobs are the same way. Yeah, no, you're right about that. You're right about that. I don't see that. Like, but. To bring it back, man, I don't see the NFL doing anything anytime soon. I wish they would, but I, I don't I don't see it. It doesn't benefit them, man. And it's yeah. an opportunity now, though. 
in the playoffs right now, you have the hottest black quarterbacks. This is the year what is of like the five, six quarterback yes. black quarterbacks. This is the year of the black quarterback. Yeah. This is a great opportunity for the NFL to say, hold on, we got to fix this other yeah. issue also. Yeah. But they won't. Yeah. I don't believe they will. I don't see an incentive for them to do it. Yeah. No, you're right about that. All right. Right about now is the time that we'd like to give you little tidbits of news and so on that you can take with yourself into the week. So, uh, L, what's up, man? Uh, one of my favorite quotes of all time is, without struggle, there is no progress by the great Frederick Douglass. Uh, I know this is a time of year when people are waiting for bills to catch up after the holidays and getting themselves back from dealing with all of the holiday stress and trying to bounce back. I'm proud of everyone who was able to endure a difficult season for them. Uh, and I just want to commend you and let that quote just marinate in your spirit, man. Without struggle, there is no progress. Yes, indeed, man. I appreciate that. Phil, what's up? Just want to send a shout out to LeVar Burton, who uh, is dropping a YouTube series. Uh, it's like to be in Black I'm America. Yeah, I'm now, it's, and it's called This Is My Story. Um, I believe the series will be uh, coming out fairly soon. I don't know the exact date, but I'm sure we'll be certain sure for me. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Wasn't for me. I'm gonna be a little bit foolish, uh, foolish with it. Uh, recently, there was a judge in Kentucky who was suspended from the bench. Uh, why was this judge suspended from the bench? Judge Dawn Gentry, family court judge in Kenton County. She was caught having a threesome in the courtroom with two of her. Uh, it was two. It was a cop. Yeah, two of her uh, employees. Bailiffs? Yeah, yeah, a yeah. bailiff and somebody, I think the stanographer or something like that. Yeah. What? And, and, and it wasn't in the, the first courtroom. time, though. It wasn't in the, the first courtroom? time. In the courtroom. It, it wasn't the first time. She was having the same oh, thing what? with, with her right? ex, the ex-pastor of her church, bruh. Because I saw the story and I just started clicking because I was like, yeah. Yeah, we know you're like This guy's got real wide. <laughs> <laughs> this is just Bro, for informative reasons, baby. Just man, for informative reasons. I need moment. I'm just trying to see how bad the judges is, baby. That's all. I'm trying to reform the judges system, of today. Baby. The system is a the problem. System. <laughs> Hold up, but you said this is the first time, though? It ain't the worst time, man. Jesus nope. Christ. I find it interesting that they suspended her. Suspension? Yeah, oh, they yeah. suspended her from the bench. She's she's coming back sometime. Maybe See, I, think, but, I think like a three-month suspension or something but, like that. But wait, a, a suspension implies a hearing that, you know, these three people sat in front of a, a board. Oh, my, no, no, no. She's going to go in front of another board of judges, I guess, sometime <laughs> in like November. But Yo, she's bored already. You know, you know, you know this one dude that had bench. There's one dude on that bench that's going to be like, you know what? Uh, hey, I got to let her off. Because like, you know what? Bro. Like, you know what? It wasn't that bad. You know, nobody got hurt. Nobody got hurt. Man. This is why you were listening to this article. It's an article, bro. You make it seem like I have born up on this. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. You know how hell is. That nigga wrote down the rabbit hole real quick. Judges threesomes. Threesomes <laughs> without a trial. Ebony's. I'm like, what? What's going on here? Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Oh. This has been going on. Like, she must have gotten away with it a couple of times. Yeah. Like, and like, I've gotten right back to work. Yeah. Like, 
you have to mm-hmm. think about the people that went to trial right after she had sex. Yo, mm. everybody went home. <laughs> everybody went home that day. We're clearing the Everybody room. went home. You Re- good? Recess. You good? You good? You good too? You good too? Everybody go home. It's all good, Elgin. I know you got your applications for bailiff in Kenton County already set up. So, <laughs> uh, yes. Hey, El, tell these people you. where they can find you. Oh, oh, they can't find me anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> man, tell these people where they can find you. They want to hey, find man, you. You can find me everywhere, man. I'm on all the platforms at Elgin Bailey. Holler at me. No doubt. Phil, where can people find you if they want to find you, man? On Instagram at Orange Crush with a K or SP Methods. Yes, indeed. And I am Big O, Mr. In the Black himself. You can find me on Twitter and on IG at MR underscore In the Black. And I want to thank you guys once again for joining us for another incredible episode of the In the Black podcast. Remember, we want to hear from you. Help us continue these conversations by reaching us at In the Black PDCST on Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram. And as always, informed, intelligent, in the black. In the black. Peace. This is, this is the In The Black Podcast. In The Black, bro. It's down one of the best podcasts I ever heard, though. I like